before that. Welcome to Words of Inspiration with Reverend James T. Brown, Jr., the lead pastor of Tabernacle of Worship. Let's join today's message in progress. Well, family, we're going to be continuing our series today titled Seeing Clearly, Seeing Clearly. Of course, this series um, is, uh, is where we are looking at the parables of Jesus in the book of Luke the parables of Jesus in the book of Luke. And we're excited about what God has been teaching us and showing us. And in fact, I want you to open up your Bible again to Luke, to Luke chapter 18. And we're going to begin looking at scripture at verse number one today, Luke 18 and one. And here the word of God reads, it says, and he spake a parable unto them to this end that men ought always to pray and not to faint, saying there was in a city a judge which feared not God, neither regarded man. And there was a widow in that city, and she came unto him, saying, Avenge me of my adversary. And he would not for a while, but afterward he said within himself, Though I fear not God, nor regard man, yet because this widow troubleth me, I will avenge her, lest by her continual coming and weary me, and weary she weary me. And the Lord said, Hear what the unjust judge saith, and shall not God avenge his own elect, which cry day and night unto him, though he bear long with them? I tell you that he will avenge them speedily. Nevertheless, when the Son of Man cometh, shall he find faith on the earth. Today we're going to speak from the subject, not an option. Not an option. And here, actually, as we have been looking and studying in the parables that, that we have looked at so far, Jesus has taught us the importance of sacrificing for others, the loving restoration of our Father, the value of the presence of our Father in our lives, the ills of covetousness, and the importance of compassion the importance of compassion. Today we look at something that is vital to our faith in this parable about the widow and the judge. Look back with me at verse number one. At verse number one, it says, and he spake a parable unto them to this end that men ought always to pray and not to faint and not to faint. Here, Luke is telling us, giving us an overview of what Jesus is teaching here he tells us that Jesus wants us to always pray, to always pray regardless of how things look or feel, to pray regardless of how things look or feel. We have to see that he said to pray and not faint. He said to pray and not faint. That means that we can't lose our spirit or become exhausted and give up on praying. I need someone to type in chat right now, Pray through, pray through. Listen, there are some things in your life that you will go through that you have to pray your way through. 
You have to pray your way through. Listen, the, the, sometimes the weight will get heavy. Sometimes the challenges will get deep, but you've got to pray through. You've got to pray, pray through. Listen, type it, pray through. Listen, you may be speaking to yourself right now. You may be prophesying to your brother or your sister, but just tell them pray through, pray through. You got to pray your way through, pray your way through. It's important that we have the will to pray through everything that we may face. It's important that we have the will to pray through everything we may face. Now, notice I didn't say the strength to pray, but the will to pray. Did you hear me? I didn't say the strength to pray, but the will, but the will, the will to pray. There are times when you may be weak, but your will, which is your desire, your choice, and your determination, your desire, your choice, and your determination causes you to press through or pray through. Your will is what causes you to pray through. Know that God's strength carries you through during these seasons. Why? Because the word of God says that his strength is made perfect in your weakness. In your weakness is his strength made perfect. That's why you don't need to have the strength to pray. You just need the will. Have the will, even when it doesn't feel like it. You may not feel like lifting your head up off the pillow, but right there with your head laying in that pillow, you pray. You pray. Have the will to pray through. He'll give you the strength. He'll give you the strength. It's made perfect when you're weak. In fact, you don't qualify for his strength until you're weak. Until you're weak, his strength then manifests and gives you the ability to go on. But you have to have the will. You have to have the will, the will to pray, the will to pray. See, you also have to know you simply have to express your will. You have to express your will. And your question becomes, Pastor, how do I express my will? How do I do that? It's simply through prayer. Simply through prayer. That's how you express your will. Look with me at verse number two. Look at verse number two. It says, saying there was in a city, this is Jesus saying, there was in a city a judge which feared not God, neither regarded man. And there was a widow in that city, and she came unto him saying, avenge me of mine adversary. Avenge me of mine adversary adversary. The judge's character here was poor and condescending. The judge's character was poor and condescending. You see, this judge had neither a conscience nor a concern for his reputation. He didn't have a conscience or concern for his reputation. He didn't know either godliness or honor. <laughs> he knew neither one of them. He didn't know godliness, nor did he know honor. He didn't reverence God, and he didn't respect man. But he was the authority in the city. I know some of you are saying, oh, my God, that's just like my boss. Listen, don't you say that if you're at work. <laughs> don't you say that if you're at work. You're just thinking in your head. Just keep on listening, thinking in your head. But some of you are saying, listen, that, that's my neighbor. That's somebody I know. I, I, I realize that. I realize that. But re I want you to see, watch this. This person was in authority. This person had the ability to make decisions and a decision to affect this poor widow. Let's look at the widow for just a moment. The widow was poor and distressed. 
poor and distressed. She had been wrongly mistreated because her husband was deceased and there was no one to protect her. She was alone, no one to protect her, and she was being mistreated. She also knew that she couldn't simply follow the formalities of the law to try to get her justice. She didn't have the resources or the money to pay for her defense. She, shouldn't, she couldn't go out and get a lawyer to try to make things happen. So what did she do? She had to go directly to the judge and plead for justice. She had to go directly to the judge and plead for justice. She asked the judge directly to avenge me and of mine adversary. Avenge me of mine adversary. Here she knew that he had the authority. She knew that the judge had the authority, but she knew that he would not do it willingly. He wouldn't do it willingly. Listen, we know some people like that. You've been in situations like that. There's sometimes you'll go to the DMV and you know that person can actually help you get it done, but they don't have the will to do it. They're not going to do it willingly. So you got to keep on asking. You got to keep on asking. Listen, is, is it my turn yet? Um, they, they just called my number. They just called my number. I, I, I just need to get this changed so I get my license. Okay, no problem. I'll sit right here. Okay, are you ready for me yet? <laughs> you just have to keep on asking. Keep on asking. She said, listen, he's not going to do this willingly. So what does she have to do? She knew that she had to be persistent. She knew that she had to be persistent. I, and, and here's an example of that. This, is, this takes me back. I know we're in July. But, you know, Christmas is one of my favorite holidays. So I, I remember when I was a kid growing up, and some of you may remember this as well. There were times when uh, um, the, my favorite toy that I knew I really wanted, I see the commercial, and it was sitting on the commercial. I'm like, oh, there it is, Mom, Dad. Oh, that, that, that's, that's what I want right there. Get, get in the car, driving down the road, you hear the commercial come on the radio. Hey, wait, y'all hear that? Turn that up, turn that up. That's what I want. I want that. Some of y'all did the same thing. You know, don't, don't look at me like that. Y'all did the same thing. Kept asking and just word them every time. You open up a magazine. Say, hey, mom, dad, see, here's the thing I want right here. Here's the game. Here's the video game. Here's the toy. Here's the football. Here's the, here's the rifle. J just like um, the little boy off of, <laughs> off of uh, Christmas Story. He said, look, I want this red rider rifle. <laughs> He said, I really want it. Kept begging for it. Begging for it every time. He said, no, you're going to shoot your eye out. He kept begging for it anyway. So, so some of you all know that. And the only time, there's only one time you would stop. Now, some of y'all saying, yeah, when, when, when mama or daddy slap you. No, we're not going to say that. We're not, not going to introduce defects into this, in this message, okay? But no, what happened was when you saw it up under the Christmas tree, that's when you stopped. When you saw it, you were like, oh, there it is. There it is. And you were so excited. Well, I want you to understand that that was exactly how this widow looked at it. She had to be persistent and diligent until she saw what she needed, until she saw what she needed. Now, look with me at verse number four. Verse number four, and he would not for a while, speaking of the judge, but afterward, he said within himself, though I fear not God, nor regard man, yet because this widow troubleth me, I will avenge her, 
lest by her continual coming she weary me. <laughs> Listen, see how the judge changed his position? See how he changed his position? Notice that even though he still didn't have any reverence for God, he acknowledged that, still didn't have any reverence for God, still didn't regard man, still he went ahead and granted her request. He got tired of her worrying him. He said, no, I'm tired of this. Okay, fine. I'm going to give you what you want. Listen, I need somebody to type in chat. Keep on pressing. Keep on pressing. You got to press your way. You got to keep on doing it. You got to keep on trying. You got to keep on work. Send letter after letter. You may have to keep calling the office. Keep calling downtown. Keep going to there. Keep letting them know. Listen, I'm here just whenever the opportunity is. Some of you, listen, I, I had, when I was looking for a job one time, I think I may have shared this with y'all. I was sitting there. I was waiting for the guy to call me back. They told me that the interview went great. They said, we are so excited to have you come and be a part. And I said, well, when am I going to get the call? I kept calling and calling, sending email after email, and finally, finally, they went ahead and signed Pastor Brown up to be a part of the company, and I did great work while I was there, but I tell you, there, there, sometimes you just have to press your way. You got to press your way and keep on pressing. Look at verse 6. Look at verse 6, and the Lord said, Hear what the unjust judge saith, and shall, and shall not God avenge his own elect, which cry day and night unto him, though he bear long with them? In other words, he's saying, listen, listen to what this judge is saying. Jesus wants us to take note of the unjust judge's response. That in the midst of everything, his snooty attitude, in, midst, in the midst of his pompousness, in the midst of all of that, because she kept on and would not stop, he said, okay, she's going to worry me to death. I'm going to go ahead and grant her exactly what she wants. If this judge who doesn't regard either God or man can grant the poor widow what she needed, how much more will our Heavenly Father respond to us? Do you hear me? How much more will he respond to us? Notice that Jesus calls us God's elect. He calls us God's elect. Look at the top of verse 7. It says, And shall not God avenge his own elect? His own elect. Listen, that means that we are his chosen people, his chosen people. We belong to him. We belong to God. We belong to the father. This is why God said in second Chronicles seven and 14, if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways. Then will I hear from heaven. Then will I forgive their sins and watch this. Then will I heal their land. I'll heal their land. I'm willing to do it. I'm willing to do it. I simply need them to be able to cry out. I need them to be able to pray, to pray, knowing that, that, that they belong to me. Thank you for listening to today's message. We pray that it was a blessing to you. 
If you're in the Metro Atlanta area, we invite you to join us for our regularly scheduled services at Tabernacle of Worship. You will also be able to get this entire message. Please feel free to visit our website at www.taboworship.org. That's www.taboworship.org for more information.